that if possible. One way, as you've said, may be flexible hours. Another way may be the ability to work remotely in a situation where otherwise we wouldn't necessarily want that. Maybe to change uh, hours to part-time to accommodate that. So that is a discussion that employers and employees have to have. And in fact, the employer is obligated to turn its mind to that question. So clearly the employee is protected and that's a good thing. That being said, if you're an employer, you're struggling too. So does it seem like it's skewing too favor to one, too, too much to one side? You know, it's, it's interesting that you ask that. Uh, in, in Ontario, frankly, in, in most common law provinces, our laws, employment laws, I should say, do favor the employees. In the balancing between rights of employers and rights of employees, there's always been that leaning towards the employee rights. You know, many people don't necessarily understand that. And I think this is one of those situations as well. Let's be very clear. There are limits to what an employer has to do. They don't have to stop operating to accommodate an employee. They don't have to incur unreasonable financial losses. Absolutely not. But they can't say, well, this is an inconvenience, so we're not going to accommodate. There is an expectation that even if something is not easy, inconvenient, even if there is a cost involved, if, if there's a, an accommodation obligation, you should meet that obligation. And it is a fine line between what an employer should be doing and versus what the employer is going to be struggling to do. Let's go back to the court uh, judgment. This is, for example, temporary layoffs, right? And that's what a lot of employers said to their employees. Look, this is temporary, so we're not going to give you severance. However, the court said differently, did they not? Exactly. So uh, this is a unique situation, of course, COVID-19, worldwide pandemic. And uh, it was easy to think that because this is such a unique situation, we should have unique laws that apply to it. Meaning, if an employer lays off someone temporarily because of COVID-19, they should be able to do that. They should say, well, this is so unique that we don't have to pay severance. Well, our courts have said, despite that, despite the uniqueness of the situation, we're going to apply the same laws. So if an employee has been laid off temporarily, even if it's because of COVID-19, that employee can certainly choose to accept that layoff if they want to and, and wait and see if they get called back to work. But they also have the right to treat that as a termination and say, you've breached the employment terms. That's a termination. You owe me severance. And Leslie, in some situations, that severance could be as much as 24 months pay. What sub-circumstances? That mean long-time employee? What with the position at the work uh, they held? Yes. Okay. So the, the three biggest or main factors are the employee's age, their position, and the length of their employment. Okay. So the longer you work, the older you are, and the more senior a position, the more you're owed. So certainly for longer service, senior employees, older employees, they could get near or at that maximum, which is 24 months. Uh, and I've, se- I've seen that in many cases where employees have been with their companies for 20, 30 years or more, and now those are their entitlements, 24 months pay. Gets a, it gets complicated. You want to make sure you're covered, especially if you're an employee. Therefore, that's when someone would call you, Lior. Um, I'm, I'm curious, how often do these cases actually have to go to court versus being settled before that? You know, that, that is a question that whenever I speak to a new prospective client, I get asked every single time. And when it comes to employment law, to me, court, it, honestly, is, is a dirty word. And, and I mean that because it's something that one wants to avoid. It's a long process to go to court. It's, it's not a pleasant one. The good news is in employment law disputes, these matters almost never go to court. Uh, you know, I'm going to say 1% of the time they can be resolved. So I often see people that are afraid of the legal process. When it comes to employment law, that fear should not exist. These matters usually can be resolved on good terms 
amicably without even seeing uh, court in the distance. It's just a, it's it's important to note that most employers have access to legal counsel where you're as an employee and you're you know you're kind of in shock when this happens and therefore just to level the playing field you may want it the same. Well, we have employment laws, of course, and as I said, they're quite good, but yeah. employment laws are of no value if you don't know what they are, if you don't know what the rights are. So it is up to the employee to take the time and inform themselves as to what their rights are, what their entitlements are, because once you've given up those rights, it's very difficult to get them back. What if you, yeah, I was going to say, by signing a document, you may be giving them up. You, uh, that's a surefire way, especially in a situation where you, you've been asked to sign document by the employer or you've been let go and put a document in front of you. If you sign it, even if you didn't know it or you felt the pressure, you're not going to be able to walk that back. We covered a lot of ground there. Thank you, Lior, for your expertise as always. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, Lior Samfiru, employment lawyer, a partner at Samfiru Tamarkin LLP. 11.44, we'll take a quick break. You're listening to News Talk 580 CFRA. You're listening to News 